Princess Leia was a what? My Artu. Us, but what are Romdi, Darth Vader? And Chenko was Gimo geared to the Death Star. Us, Michi and Geda, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Imano Machu Vader con Yumnum. Utape. Yes, Artu, I was just coming to that. To run the gosh. Master Luke had chimney to do. Ut a millennium walking at chimney cloud city. What's Nutch Vader and Solo Tiglo Carbon? One day catch up Gubusalik. Oh. Aun, kini chatu tomo mana? Welcome everyone from across the universe to the Wampa's Lair podcast. Star Wars is for everyone, so pull up a chair, get comfortable, and join the conversation with your hosts Carl Leclerc and Jason Hunt here in the Wampa's Lair. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampa's Lair podcast. This is episode number 518, Our Star Wars Roots. I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Yoda to my R2-D2, we've got Carl LeClaire. Hmm? A slimy planet? This is that lamp I will need. <laughs> mine! Mine! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember so oh my goodness I remember where it was but it was like a somewhat official Star Wars thing and they asked people to list their favorite duels and of course right you've got you know Duel of the Fates you've got all the famous ones Revenge of the Sith and then on the list was Yoda vs. R2 and Empire Strikes Back <laughs> and I was like yes that's so good <laughs> oh that ended in a draw. Sorry, folks. Yeah, it um, did. It did. It, <laughs> I mean, Luke needed to step in. So, right. It was exactly. his first act as a as a precursor of a Jedi Knight, as a keeper of peace. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Keeping peace between his droid and a Jedi Master who's pretending to be crazy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, welcome everybody to uh, a, a a little bit of a unique episode in a way. Um, we uh so I was talking Jason and I were talking the other day and once again I was going through a little bit of a Star Wars slump about a month ago and it's like I just like learned how to f- like I kind of just like fell in love with Star Wars all over again in the last couple of weeks which is a great thing to happen um and that's the only thing that I ever glean as a positive from a Star Wars slump is like when you get back into it you really get back into it um so <laughs> and I Jason I was talking I was talking with Jason and I was just like you know what here are the things that like always root me in Star Wars. Like whenever I'm like kind of rediscovering it, these are kind of like my staples that always help me like kind of draw me back in. So uh, we're just going to talk about those things. Like what are the things that have kind of been uh, the center of tent poles, if you will, of our fandom and what have what has kind of always given us some life in, in our love of Star Wars. And hopefully in light of our conversation, it'll get you thinking about the things like that for yourself, right? Like uh, what are the, what are the projects in Star Wars or the things about your fandom that you can always go back to, um, especially when you're maybe feeling a little disillusioned about Star Wars for whatever reason? Yeah, 
or if things just get busy and you lose mm-hmm. touch and and then you know it, you come back and you you revisit an old thing and it's just like a breath of fresh air you know uh and it's like ah yes i'm home again you know mm. it's always that's that's kind of what we're we're looking at is what brings you home with love star that. wars so i love that jeez now, and, you, uh, now you're saying that like that i wish i had used the chewy we're home clip <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also it's also only like four seconds, so <laughs> that's true. Oh man! Um, but uh, uh, yeah, so I mean, I have, I certainly have my my staples, um, and uh, I think you know, Jason, you and I have been doing this for so long that I don't think anything I'll share with you will come across as a surprise or anything like that. But I am really curious what you've got because I don't know if I know this as much about you. I mean, I, I have. I feel like as you say things, I'll probably be like, okay, that like, I don't think anything will necessarily surprise me in a sense, but I don't know exactly what those are for you. So I'm looking forward to, to what you have to say. Yeah. Now that when I, when I say them, you'll be like, that's a total Jason answer. Every single one of them. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, it's it, none of these are going to be surprises if you've listened long enough. Uh, but I, I, I think for me, uh, there's a lot of different things that could be on this list. Mm. Um, and, and so I had to, you know, just, I, I decided to kind of try and narrow things down a little bit more. Um, so, uh, because th- there, there are a lot of different little things and little nuances about star Wars that I like that kind of bring me back. Um, but you know, so the list I could have chosen from is big, but, uh, we're only talking about some of those things uh, that that really kind of root me and bring me back to to Star Wars. So, uh, do you want to start, or shall I? I really want you to, <laughs> just because like I'm okay. like, I'm just excited to hear what you're going to say. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the first one I want to bring up, um, and and I I want to I want to say this because it really is one of the biggest things that kind of keeps me. Uh, rooted in Star Wars and coming back to Star Wars. Uh, and it honestly is this podcast. Um, getting to talk Star Wars with you every week and our guests and uh, when we have them on and, uh, you know, everyone who who we know that's been associated with things and that we go and see at celebrations. You know, this podcast is is really kind of one of the central things that kind of keeps me rooted and keeps me coming back and anchored Um in Star Wars is, and it's very special to me because of all of that. So obviously it's been part of my, my fandom for, you know, gosh, it'll be 12 years in October, Carl. Um, yeah, that's crazy. You know, it's insane. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's become, uh, an unmistakable, you know, uh, mark on my fandom and in my Star Wars experience. So, it will. It obviously has to be on the list. So yeah. No. Well, um, I don't have any particular order to my list, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna follow up with something then similar from mine, which is just the opportunity to talk to my Star Wars family <laughs> um, online, and you know, obviously this podcast as well. Um, I think Star Wars is always at its at its best 
as a fan when you get to experience it in community. Uh, whether that's mm-hmm. watching a movie you've seen a million times, but with a live orchestra playing it, or you know, just going to a drive-in because they're doing it for it's a reunion or something, right? Um, it's just there's a new show on TV, and you've got a group of friends you text with that night, you know, because you want to talk about it. Or if you have a podcast that you record every week, and you have a very easy avenue to talk about it, um, right? But I absolutely, think, uh, for sure, that is something. And and I, and I will say, like. Especially when I'm in a Star Wars slump, and it's it's and it's it's definably a Star Wars slump. I like to actually sometimes reach out to my Star Wars friends and even just ask them, like, "Have you ever been here?" Because sometimes I feel like I'm not not allowed to be, especially as a Star Wars podcaster. Like, oh, you're not allowed <laughs> to like ever have like a you know a, a Star Wars slump. Like, it's it's not allowed. Like, you're you you have a podcast. You have to always be deeply invested. Um, so it's, it's nice to sometimes reach out. Yeah. Deeply invested and liking everything. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, and the, and the truth is, is like, that's just not always going to be the case. Um, no, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's that communal experience that is, um, and I, and you know, that, that, that term star Wars family has been thrown around in my star Wars experience for about 12 years now, because before that it was a very individual thing after my cousins kind of, they didn't grow out of it. They just grew in a different way with it than I did. Like I never stopped being deeply invested. So when that kind of changed for the, for, for us, it was kind of a solitary thing for a long time. So like having people to talk about it with, to get excited about with, and still got to say, I think one of the best things about being a star Wars fan is speculation, you know? And, and I mean, and I think like, like healthy and fun speculation, not the things where like, this is what it has to be, right? That's when things get bad. You know, nothing never has to be anything. It's, it's, it's all for fun. Um, but like, it is fun to speculate with friends, you know? Um, I'm currently rereading master and apprentice by Claudia Gray. And I never, I don't know. I, maybe I, I mean, it's been a while since I've read it, but when Qui-Gon and rail Avaros are talking and Qui-Gon's kind of giving rail a, a hard time for like, having like a uh, friend with benefits <laughs> and and rail kind of shoots back at Qui-Gon and says, Hey, don't forget you were somebody that f- actually fell in love. And Qui-Gon's like, we're not talking about that. I'm like, what? I want to talk about that. Right. So like these things or, <laughs> or the most classic one, what's the battle of Tanab, Jason? We don't know. <laughs> no, we um, don't know. And we, we certainly don't know Lando's know maneuver. Lando there. had a little maneuver. Yeah. That's you know, all we know. That- <laughs> yeah. Um, but oh. right, but there's so like these are the things that like always like just bring me excitement is like just reaching out to friends and like talking to them about Star Wars, hearing what they're loving, um, and uh, and and I I especially find that helpful um, when there is like a that slump period of like I don't like or there's something new coming out that I'm not really feeling, you know, um, and it's just like ugh, like every and and you see like you know people are very excited about it. I'm like, oh, I'm not. And like, you just feel left out. So then you kind of connect with people and just talk about the things that you do love that, you know, others will want to talk about. Um, so it's like, I want to talk about the prequels. All right. I'm going to just message Jason real quick or like, you know, like, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean that, that, that fan experience for sure. That, that sense of community is, is such a, uh, a central route to my star Wars experience. That's, that's great. Well, I, I'm actually going to piggyback off of something you just said in there because it is one of the things on my list. Um, the prequels yes. is one of the biggest things that that brings me back in and has me rooted in Star Wars. I am a child of the prequels. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, and I fully embrace it and I love it. 
um, flaws and all. You know, are they perfect movies? Absolutely not. I don't ever, but I don't expect Star Wars to be perfect. You know, and, and I think that's you know part of all of this is is that you know it it doesn't have to be perfect for me to enjoy it, for me to fall in love with it, for me to identify with different things, for me to just have fun. And when I just let my my mind wander back into Star Wars and a lot of the fun you know, scenes that I enjoy or favorite lines that I like to quote, you know, obviously I'm all over the, the saga, but I keep finding, you know, in huge quantities of that are wrapped up in the prequels. Um, obviously, you know, my love of the Jedi and everything that they are and all the different Jedi characters that are out there, just completely took off because of the prequels uh, attack of the clones in particular, because we just got a bajillion of them that <laughs> we got to see on screen all at once. Uh, so yeah, it, it's the prequels are a huge, huge, huge might be one of the biggest tent poles in my star Wars, uh, you know, convoy, if you will, that, that keeps bringing me back around uh, to, you know, bring me home again, if you will. Uh, I, I'm very comfortable uh, on Naboo uh, when it comes to being home in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, that's, you know, I, I came into the prequels at a great age. I mean, I'm 12 years old when Phantom Menace hit. So... You know, I, I I was always an, an always will be an original trilogy fan first and foremost, and I, not not to say that it like makes the prequels subsidiary, um, but uh, you know because I did get into Star Wars um, during uh, you know when I was young with the original trilogy, that will always be my favorite. But the prequels were the ones that made me a diehard fan, like that made mm, me yeah know that you know this is a story that. I could listen to for the rest of my life. Like I knew that was already like true with, with the originals, but like the prequels, it's like, no, 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 no. Like now this is, this is my story though. Right. Cause even come when I became a star Wars fan, it felt like somebody handed it to me. Right. It was, it was something that belonged to someone else that I got to play with. But then the prequels, it was like, no, no, no these are mine now. And, and again, not in a possessive way that others cannot have them and share in them. But it, right. it, it, I felt like I was sharing the original trilogy with folks that had come before me, whereas the prequels was like, no, this gets to be mine. And now I get to share it with those who come after me in a way. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, it just uh, it, it's just. Yeah, there's something so magical about the, the prequels and, and, and when we got into them. Um, but the uh, the next thing I want to say for me is is the novels. Um, and, and I'm talking legends and current canon novels because they are there's just such good stuff in both of them. Um, probably in the near future, Jason, I'd love to do a conversation um, episode around the difference between legends novels and the current novels because there's there mm. are some key differences and, and neither is better or worse, They're, but they are different. Um, I think that could be a yes. fun conversation to have in the future. But all that to say, the novels are definitely something I go to, especially because I remember saying this years ago when we started the podcast, Jason, um, 
when uh, folks would get upset, like when the Clone Wars episodes would do something that like retconned something from like a comic book or, you know, or an old story that had been in Legends and people would get really mad. And I remember like for me, I was always like, well, to me, Star Wars is a visual medium first and foremost. Like everything else is ancillary, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so like the yeah. books, the, the the radio dramas, anything like that, to me, those have always been ancillary. Like the visual media is to me like kind of first and foremost Star Wars. Um, and again, that's an right. objective thing to say. That's, or excuse me, it's a subjective thing, not an objective. That is a subjective thing to say, but that's how I've always interpreted <laughs> it. Um, but but what has what has become true for me, you know, in the last five years or so, is that there has been Star Wars visual media, visual storytelling that just don't work for me, um, right? It, it's not that I think that they're objectively bad or that if you like them, you're wrong, um, but they've just not worked for me for whatever reason. And it's in periods like that where I find myself usually going back to Legends novels because it's like, oh man, like I would love to revisit. You know, uh, Luke Luke building his Jedi Academy on Yavin 4. I'm going to go read that Kevin J. Anderson series, right? Or, you know, um, I actually just reread Shadows of the Empire for the first time in a, well, in a couple of years. I usually read that book like every couple of years. But, uh, you know, and it's such a goofy story, but I love it. It's so fun. And that's the thing is, like, I've noticed when there are current pieces of Star Wars media coming out that just aren't jiving for me. It's this wonderful I this wonderful reality of like man but there's this massive treasure chest in my Star Wars room of Star Wars books that I could go grab and like <laughs> and 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 find what I'm looking for from Star Wars in there um you know because because uh, again, it, Star Wars is art, and art is always subjective. So if something isn't working for me, I love that I know that there are things that do. Um, and even even when I went back and reread, I reread that Jedi Academy trilogy by Kevin J. Anderson, which was always my favorite growing up. It was my favorite Star Wars story, um, outside of like the movies. Man, when I reread that last year, I was like, "Oof, this is a rough. <laughs> these are some rough books." Um, and what's but what's what I still could glean from it is I still loved the story. I still loved like the story it was telling. It was just the writing that's not very good. Um, and that's quick sidebar. That to me is the main difference between a lot of the old legends books and the new canon books is they're just the new canon are just really well written. Um, and a lot of those '90s legends books just aren't well written. Like they're fun stories, but they aren't particularly well written. Um, so all that to say, I love that I do have this like treasure chest that I can go back to of, of really fun Star Wars stories. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. That's great. Uh, one, uh, you know, you, you talked about having that treasure trove of, of, of books and stories that you can have. Um, my treasure trove a lot of times is the stuff in my collection. Mm. Um, and that's what I you know, one of the things I wanted to bring in is, you know, I've, I've been a collector uh, ever since I've been into star Wars and not like a completist, not like a serious collector, but I collect, I I always have something that I, I, you know, I want to pick up or that I'm buying, uh, you know, and you know, it's traditionally, it's been the three and three inch, uh, three and three quarter inch figures. Um, That's been my, my bread and butter for, you know, basically since the beginning um, I've gotten, you know, my fair share of the six inch black series figures, but right now I'm really digging on, on these <laughs> ships, the, the, uh, galactic fleet or what micro galaxy it's called micro galaxy, micro galaxy. Yeah. It's like, why did I call it galactic fleet? That's not it at all. <laughs> micro galaxy fleet, because it really brings me back to the action fleet stuff, mm-hmm. uh, from the, the nineties and the early two thousands. 
which I collected, you know, I won't say a lot of, uh, but it was some of my most played with stuff back in that period. Uh, because it was so much easier to, you know, have my action figures tell the land battle and then say, oh, we're going to run to our ships and then pull out the micro machines and the action fleet and have those flying around to tell the story. So, um, so I, I have a ton of those, or not, not a ton of those, but I, I've played with those a lot. And so I'm, I'm now back into all of this. So I love but, that. Can I, can I make a, I, I, I want to ask you something. Um, when you used yes. to play with your, you know, your action fleet ships, were you the type where like, so like, could you tell a joint story where you were playing out a story with your action figures, but then wanted to like, you know, go into a space battle? Could you then grab your action fleet ships and continue the story or did it, or would it throw you that they weren't the same scale? Does that make sense? Does my question, does that make sense to you? Yeah, it, it make no, the question makes sense. Um, I, no, the, the scale didn't bother me okay. um, at all, uh, mainly because I didn't have really any of the large ships mm-hmm. uh, for the action figures. You know, w- they were just too big or too expensive. And back then, we you know, we, we couldn't get them. Yeah. Um, so uh, mainly out of necessity, it didn't bother. Nice. Uh, <laughs> nice. But uh, I, oftentimes what would happen, though, is that it would be a different part of the mission you know like like in all good star wars you've got the ground forces and then you've got your space forces and then you got your duel over here um and so it would be different <laughs> characters uh yeah. so i'd have han luke and leia you know doing their thing on the ground and then i have wedge antilles up in the air you know doing his stuff in the space so yeah it, it would it, it that's often how it would break out um with with my toys and everything so i love that that's great yeah you know so um i asked the question uh because not surprisingly i had trouble with that i couldn't do that like which drove me nuts because like you i only ever had a couple of the 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 uh like ships for my action figures like i had the falcon mm-hmm. i had an atst and i had the outrider oh and the slave one okay so i had a few but but i never had any i didn't i never had the x-wing i never had a tie fighter um i never had some of those staples um and I also actually only ever had one action fleet ship when I was a kid for the longest time. Um, I've got some now because as an adult collector, I've got them. But as a kid, I, but I had, I had a ton of the micro machine ships, right? Because those, those were affordable. They came yeah. with the sets. They came in sets. But I would only ever play with them separately and then my action figures separately. I could never tell a joint story because I was like, ah, oh, the, the scale's off, which is so silly. Uh, I'm, such an, I'm such an episode one Obi-Wan right there, right? <laughs> <laughs> where's my qui-gon spirit so, <laughs> right um, right so uh so many rules you know yeah. uh, gosh <laughs> oh man i love that um well i'm gonna piggyback off of you now and just say similar to you uh it's it is just kind of going into the bins if you will right uh mm. and i did this um just last week because uh, again, like like I said at the top of the episode, like I'm I'm just kind of just fell in love with Star Wars again, which is great. I love being here, um, and uh, <laughs> and I was like, I, I needed to clean my Star Wars room just in general because it is dusty AF. But um, <laughs> like as I was doing that, I was like, oh, I should like, you know, I started like going through the the drawers in there because like everything I own that Star Wars is in my Star Wars room pretty much. I have one plastic tub in the basement. That's it. 
Um, but everything else is in my Star Wars room. But as I was going through some of the shelves, it was just like like looking at all my old card backs from the figures that I kept. You know, just like all these little like arts and crafts projects that I had that were Star Wars related or like my old trading cards, um, like the Star Wars Galaxy uh, trading cards. I still have a complete set of the the red bordered Return of the Jedi trading cards from Tops. Like just kind of going through all that stuff is really exciting to me. And, and like it helps me, again, feel rooted to it because it, it kind of just takes me back to, man. Star Wars has always given me that sense of wonder. And that's that's the thing for me. It's like what roots me in Star Wars is, are those things that remind me that Star Wars is about filling me with wonder. That's why I love Star Wars so much um, is because that's what it brings to my life. And so going to the bins, going through those drawers, like going through that stuff is just kind of a reminder of like all the ways that I, Star Wars always opened me up to being imaginative and fun and playful um and like just looking at that old stuff and and specifically like opening that big bin of all my power of the force action figures from the 90s and uh just like looking around in there and just being like man you know when i look at it now as an adult and I, and i can put language to when i was a kid that i couldn't use as a kid but it's just like you open that bin and all it, all that lays in there is potential that's it everything in there is just a potential to tell another story um, and I think that's the the wonder of imagination. Um, and that's what it was. Like, I, I can grab out my Sheezer action figure from Shadows of the Empire and even my my Admiral Akbar, and boom, they're all of a sudden in a story, <laughs> you know? Um, like, yeah. it's so my Raincore Keeper can hang out with Captain Tarples. They're good buddies in the story I want to tell, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Not again, Malakili. You suck going to the bosses. You suck in big doo doo this time. <laughs> and he just starts crying. <laughs> oh man, we got to make that clip. <laughs> oh, you killed oh, me, buddy. My God. <laughs> Anywho, but yeah, yeah. So you know those those bins and and I loved the last time I was out visiting you. Um, and I'm excited to come visit you again in a couple of weeks. But I loved when yes. you're like, you took me over to your closet, you opened it up, and you're like, here's the bins, Carl. And then I got to go through your bins, which is like, that was so magical to me, too. Like, I got to, because we obviously didn't know each other. And I was, you know, I'm a few years older than you, which when you're a kid is a big difference. There's a big difference between a nine year old and a 12 year old, or, you know, a 12 year old mm-hmm. and a 16 year old. But when you're in your 30s, it doesn't matter. Um, but like, right. so it was like, it was this really magical moment where I was like on the floor with you getting to like learn about your childhood experience of Star Wars. And uh, like, it was just like, it was so wonderful. I, I always love those opportunities when folks, um, this is very true of my buddy, Greg, like Greg's got a, he's got one of the coolest Star Wars collections of anybody I know. Cause he is, he is a capital C collector, right? In a way that you and I are not like, I think you and I buy the things we like, but, but Greg has just, he, he's just very devoted to, to his collection and in that capital C way, which I really love. Um, yeah. and I love like getting to go to his space and experience those things through, through his eyes. Um, but all that to say, yeah, like it, it, uh, there's something so magical about going back to the bins. <laughs> yes. The bins. Everyone, <laughs> everyone should have bins. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're a Star Wars fan, you should have bins. Yeah. Uh, or a, at least a bin. At least a bin, uh, right? Because yeah. because it's always fun to just go back and revisit it every so often. Yeah. Um, the there's space. Carl probably remembers. There's a space up, up on the top of my desk that um, I've got the the Tana Four hallway um, playset set up. Um, However, it's been sitting up there for so long, and I've 
knocked my knee into the desk one too many times that all of the action figures except R2-D2 have fallen over and I just haven't put them back up. So uh, it is one of those things where I need to redo what's up there. I need to take that down and mm-hmm. put something else up there. Um, um, and what I'm hearing in this right now, Jason, is an invitation to help with that in uh, two weeks when I'm out. Yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, the The idea that I'm thinking is it might be time to see if my Geonosis Arena uh, will fit up there. So yes, we'll uh, we'll see what we we'll go to the bins, Carl. And we'll see go to the bins when Jason. you come out. <laughs> <laughs> to the bins. <laughs> to the bins. <laughs> Uh, well, and if that's what happens, of course we're going to have to have that movie on in the background, Jason. It's it's it would of be course. sacrilege otherwise. <laughs> Absolutely, one hundred percent. Oh my goodness, I love that. I love that. Um, well, uh, is there are there, are there a couple others for you? Yeah, I've got I've got two more here that I want awesome. to talk about real quick. And this is this is the one that might might be a little out of the box. Um, but it's fresh in my mind because of what I've been doing recently. Um, and this is uh, Star Wars video games, particularly from mm. the late 90s and early 2000s. Oh, um, awesome. And, and when I say that, I mean primarily stuff like Rogue Squadron, Star Wars, Starfighter, uh, Galactic Battlegrounds. Oh, I um, love that game. Episode One Racer, you know, <laughs> things like that. Um, and it reminded me because I, I opened up episode one racer again, uh, you know, just because I was thinking about Carl coming out, um, <laughs> you know, to visit in a couple of weeks. And I was like, uh, I need to make sure I'm, I'm warmed up and, and ready to race for Carl's amusement. Um, <laughs> I prefer watching but, Jason uh, play solo than racing against him. I don't, it just, it's like an ASMR thing for me. Like watching Jason play pod racer gets me like in such a Zen zone. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun um however i then stopped racer and started playing uh jedi starfighter Ooh. for the first time ever how is that i had i've never played it either. i enjoyed it nice well see it's it's essentially a uh part two to star wars starfighter which is the the okay. naboo starfighter game that came out with a phantom menace it you know it has uh, some returning characters from that game. Um, a lot of the uh, the assets are are reused uh, from that game. So uh, it was it was kind of a blast in the past. I'm I'm halfway through the game, um, and since I've got a, a you know some time off this week with the holiday and everything, uh, we'll see how far I get. Um, but uh, I probably will play. Uh, a good chunk of it uh, between now and the weekend. So nice. Um, but yeah, so those games in particular, those are those are games I played a lot as a kid. Uh, and then, of course, you know things like uh, Jedi Knight, Jedi uh, Jedi Knight Two, um, Jedi Outcast. I think is that was, mm. was that the yeah. Outcast? No, Jedi Apprentice. Jedi Apprentice. Okay. Yeah, um, I always screw up the order yeah. of those games. Yeah. Yeah. But as Jedi Apprentice, I played that a lot um, as a kid. So, um, yeah, th- those were those are games that are kind of like core memories to me. I don't keep up very well with a lot of the games, mainly because I don't get a new system 
every time a new system comes out. Um, <laughs> so um, I, I do really want to play uh, Jedi Survivor mm. a lot because I fell in love with Fallen Order on my replay of that recently, and I want to continue the story. But uh, I don't have a PS5. So if anybody out there wants to donate a PS5 to Jason so he can play uh, <laughs> Jedi Survivor, you will, I will be eternally grateful. Um, <laughs> but I don't expect that to happen. Um, but yeah, no. But going back and playing the old game is something I've always enjoyed doing. It's like, you know, it's like riding a bike. Mm. Again, you know, it's just something I slip into. It's super comfortable. um, And, and I just enjoy flying around in the starships and, you know, shooting TIE fighters or droid star fighters, whatever the case may be. Uh, And it's the graphics are, are clunky and, you know, barely recognizable sometimes, but they're super great as well. So (laughs) (laughs) love it. I love it. Um, well, uh, I'll share something similar, but not the same. Uh, and, and the other thing for me, for sure, is just pulling out my old double disc special edition soundtracks and throwing those oh. CDs on. I love those so much. Um, and I've I listened my I listened to Empire and Return of the Jedi this past week. I, I got to do a New Hope. Um, I, that's usually the order I do it. I do Empire, Return of the Jedi, and then A New Hope. It's just that's that's how I was introduced to the movies. So that's still like kind of how I visit them when I'm kind of in these spaces. Um, but yeah, I love the you know those those double disc. Uh, they came with the little booklets. You know, came out with the special editions in '97. Mm-hmm. Um, I love those. Right, it's, it's it's every piece of music ever recorded for the movies in chronological order still still waiting on those for the the rest of the movies i mean we did get one for phantom menace praise god um but we did not get it for the other prequels let alone the sequels um but yeah i love those soundtracks so much i love uh i literally bought a cd walkman for the heck of it just so i could actually i have a i have a stereo that's like a record player a tape player and a and a cd player and occasionally i'll throw them in there but like i've been loving now that it's like you know, summertime, it's nice weather. I love, I love reading on my back porch. So I've been reading star Wars books again, kind of nonstop. So I'm sitting on my back porch with my little CD player, listening to those double discs. And it, it just, I'm loving it now, but it also kind of roots me back in that experience that I had as a kid. Like I loved, we had a really nice old hammock in our front yard in that where I grew up. And I used to just lay in that hammock with my CD player Walkman headphones on, listening to those double disc soundtracks while I was reading Star Wars books. And I'm still doing that 30 years later, you know, uh, <laughs> almost 30 years later. Um, and uh, and it's still just as wonderful. And it, it it's it's those particular soundtracks, too, because what I love about them. And and sometimes I just listen to them. Like I've actually just been putting them on and listening to them and right. There's the write-ups. There's all all these intense liner notes in those booklets. So it's fun to read, read those as you're listening, but it's also fun to like, in a way it allows you to listen through the movie, right? Um, You're Mm -hmm. not watching anything. You're not hearing the dialogue. You're not hearing any sound effects, but you just got to hear John Williams tell you the star Wars story. Um, And I, and I love that opportunity because you know, if anybody, if you're, if you've been with the show for any amount of time, you know how much Jason and I deeply love the Star Wars music. Um, so, you know, the, and those are the those are the three particular 
CDs and albums that I have that I love to go back to. Um, and because I love John Williams telling me the Star Wars story almost as much as I love George telling it to me. <laughs> so, but that's why, yeah. but them together is the perf, the, they're the perfect Star Wars storytellers. So. Absolutely. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to jump right on there and say, yes, 100%. Yes. <laughs> that's the yes. last thing I was going to bring up is, <laughs> is the music, uh, the soundtracks and everything. It, it, it's so, it's such an integral part of Star Wars as a, you know, as a medium. Um, in general, but it has become a cornerstone of what I love about Star Wars in general um, is the music. I, obviously, particularly John Williams, uh, but all of it. You know, there there's very rarely been any sort of Star Wars project that's come out that doesn't have a great soundtrack. So, uh, and... And it's just, you know, spectacular. I have so much Star Wars music, you know, on my iPod. It's absurd. Uh, <laughs> I could I could listen to it 24 hours a day and probably take, you know, three or f- almost a week to get through all of it. You know, uh, it's there's that much out there and and I don't get tired of it. Um, I literally just the other day put on the solo soundtrack while I was doing stuff around the house to listen to. Uh, and, and it's just, you know, it, it, and I, it was the, the, uh, the first release, not, mm. not the bonus, not the extended special edition release. It was the original release because Ooh, that, that, that album is it. While I love having all the extra music from the special edition release, um, and that that original release album is such a perfect listening experience um, to me that, uh, you know, the way it all flows and everything, it's just I, I, there's not an, a Star Wars album, I think, that listens better mm. than that. Um, so it, there might be, you know, m- maybe maybe disc two of return of the Jedi. Uh, but that's just cause I love all of that, uh, music so much, but, uh, but I will say the, the original release solo soundtrack for me is one of the best, if not the best star Wars album listening experiences out there. Um, and that's just the one that's top of my mind right now. Cause I listened to it literally yesterday. So, um, <laughs> but yes, star Wars music, always brings me back and and it you know it's one of those things where even if i'm not in a star wars mood but i just i need something you know either exciting or something to you know calm me down or something that just like put me in a good mood if things have been stressful i'll put something star wars on because it's so ingrained in my enjoyment of of star wars in general um that it that the music has seeped into my <laughs> the rest of my life and the rest of my world, that it, it it is a happy place for me. And so, you know, it's it's gone beyond the franchise uh in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yeah, uh, I that I 
I kind of, I kind of have to agree with you insofar as like that, that initial solo released album um, is kind of the perfect album listening experience, right? Just, just the way it's put mm-hmm. together, the way they, you know, I mean, it, overall that soundtrack is chronologically the music from the movie. Like I, there's a, there's, I think yes. one or two tracks that are slightly out of place. Um, but overall right. it is chronological, but yeah, it's just the way that they put, they're put together the way they're cut together, that it is a really, really amazing listening experience and, and all within like just over an hour. Um, right. But yeah, but that just you saying that and reminding me, of course, that they did do the extended solo cut. They've also done the extended Rogue One cut. So we actually do have almost all the movies. We just don't have any of the we just don't have any of the sequels or um, episodes two and three. So come on, Disney, give it to us. Um, Give it to us because we will pay for it. it. Yeah, (laughs) I will buy. Yes, I will pay for it. (laughs) Take my money. Yeah, here it is. Just take it. Um, And insert meme here yeah um <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness what, what about it. you you got one yeah. more on your list that you want to yeah it, what, it, what's your final route yeah <laughs> it is it's my 1995 vhs copy of the empire strikes back um that's awesome and and thanks to thanks to our pal joe hogan i have i've had a vcr for a couple of years now when, when i was down visiting him a few years ago uh, he was like, hey, I know you've been looking for one. My mom found one in the basement of our house. Still works great. It's yours. <sighs> I was so happy. And uh, so, like, <laughs> that's that's kind of it. Like, um, I think there's this is an important contextual thing without going into details. Life has been a little depressing lately for reasons that I don't care to share. But I've and, and whenever I'm kind of feeling really down in the dumps. I usually disengage from Star Wars because Star Wars is something that's light and fun and lovely. And I don't know how to participate in that when I'm not feeling that. Um, But at the same time, sometimes it's like, I need that though. I need that kind of like, like an injection, right? Like I need something to like, to, to balance me out a little bit, if you will. Um, And uh, so that's why I was like, yeah, I, I, I need that, that, that song, you know, we need a little Christmas now. I need a little Star Wars now. Um, so, yeah. so what I did is, you know, about a little over a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, I went into my Star Wars room. I pulled out that, you know, my favorite Empire Strikes Back VHS tape. Just that sensation of plopping it into the the, the VCR, listening to George and, um, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, Leonard Moulton um, have their interview because they, they have those short interviews before the movies. And just sitting there watching that really, really dark, grainy copy of Empire Strikes Back. And I was just like, yes, I am home, right? Like, I, it's like a warm blanket just being put over me. And, and it's exactly what I needed. And it's just like, that's, that's, that is my deepest Star Wars root is just that, that visceral experience of watching the Empire Strikes Back VHS. Um, and just the amount of times I did that as a kid. I mean, especially Empire. I watched Empire and Jedi the most. A New Hope did not get a ton of rotations in my early fandom. It was mostly Empire and Jedi, but especially Empire. I mean, I would watch that movie at night and get up in the morning. On, you know, I'd watch it on a Friday after school. I'd get up Saturday morning and watch it again. You know, and I remember the, I remember when the tape used to come out of the VCR. It was hot to the touch from the amount of times I would watch that thing. Um <laughs> And, uh, and like, there's just, you know, and so even now, like just putting that on, it's just like, yes, this is, this is, this is what made me fall in love with Star Wars. It was this particular story, a story particularly about people going through the worst things imaginable and staying, staying hopeful. Like that's what's, that's the entire 
crux of the Empire Strikes Back, right? Like, and and watching it this time, even though I've seen it a zillion times, like I was so invested in that story this time. You know, watching that grainy copy and just being like, yeah, man, I just lost that battle too. I now I got to retreat from Hoth. Oh, nuts! Now. Now my my troubled past has caught up to me in Cloud City where I thought I was safe. Oh, nuts butts. And then like, oh my goodness, I thought I was going to become a Jedi, but I have to leave because friends are in trouble. Oh man, I screwed that up too. But then at the end, you're just like, Lando saying, Princess will find Han. I promise. I freaking believe him. And I believe that I'm going to get through anything. <laughs> you know, it's just, <laughs> Lando's my, that is my favorite Lando moment. I love it so much because I've, I've never believed anybody more than I believe Lando Calrissian telling the princess they're going to find Han. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is, that while is my, we- while he wears, while he's wearing Han's, Han's clothes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so good. But yeah, that is, that is, that is certainly what always just, Acts as my r- reminder of how much Star Wars means to me and how much I love these stories. Yeah, I, I got some pictures from Carl um, last week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whenever uh, I'm excited, I just start shooting Jason tons of pictures. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, and there, there, was, there were some pictures of the full-screen, uh, grainy VHS uh copy of the empire strikes back on his tv and that wasn't the big screen right uh, yeah it's or, a big, i mean a, it's a big screen tv but it doesn't fit to the screen because it's an old analog tape right like so it doesn't take right. up the whole screen <laughs> right right and so of course you know it, it's this whole thing and it's it's grainy and everything and of course it's blown up super big because it's <laughs> a big a big tv and i'm like i can't believe that used to be the height of home entertainment um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and the but, thing, the thing I love about y- you in these circumstances, Jason, is then like, like I'll send you a picture from a scene, and you just say the quote from the scene, and then we just like get into a, a quote yeah. off, and it's so fun. Yes. <laughs> oh man, it's great! It's great! Oh, oh goodness, I love it. Me I love too. it so much. <laughs> well, I, I think we got through them all, right? I think we did. Yeah. Oh, man, this is such a fun episode. It really was. It really was. And, you know, as always, you know, we always make this invitation. And and as the years have gone by, Jason, I'm sad to say they're not as often taken up by folks that listen. And and again, this is not shaming anybody. I think there's just people have such low amounts of extra time on their hands. So if if you've listened to this episode already, thank you enough. I mean, we love that you are listening to the show. But genuinely i invite you if you've listened to the episode i'd love to hear some of the things that root you in your star wars experience you know shoot you know send us a dm on instagram or twitter or shoot us you know shoot us an email something like we I, jason and i both love hearing other folks experiences of, of things like this as well so if, if you've listened to us and even if you just want to share one thing you know we'd, we'd love to hear it absolutely yeah you know, what what roots you in star wars what brings you back what's what's home for you when yeah. it comes to star wars you know uh and that's you know star wars is that for so many people but there's always something specific for each individual that lat that we latch on to and those are always cool and unique and uh and really awesome to hear yeah. so but carl um you know where precisely can people get in contact with us if they want to do that absolutely <laughs> uh 
Well, our main echo base is now over on uh, Instagram mostly. Uh, you can follow us there at the Wampas Lair. Uh, we're also on Twitter at Wampas Lair. Or you can always email us at wampaslairpodcast at gmail.com. Excellent. Anything else you want to say before we close out this episode? Just reiterate what you just said a moment ago, Jason. This was fun. <laughs> like, this was great. Absolutely loved this conversation. I, I wish you guys could see the grins on our faces <laughs> yeah. as we have finished <laughs> recording this episode. <laughs> uh, but that's going to wrap up uh, this episode of the Wampus Lair Podcast. This has been episode number 518, our Star Wars roots. For Carl, I'm Jason, and we'll see you next time here in the Wampa's Lair. I go into the buses. You saw a big doo doo this time.